All right, we're on season two, episode nine. My gut tells me. Yes, we are. Tomorrow, I get my second dose. Really? Yeah, that's tomorrow. Gotta take a hefty ass Uber. Oh, I gotta tell you this story. I've been meaning to tell you this story for so long. My crazy Uber story, Mm. probably the craziest Uber ride I've ever been in in Miami, which is definitely saying a lot Mm. because we both have told some crazy Uber stories on this podcast. They're always fun here. In New York, they're just like not scary, but just like really dark. Yeah. Uber stories here are always like interesting and zany. (laughs) Well, this one's kind of interesting. I don't know exactly what to... I get out of this because at the time it kind of startled me. I was with my brother. My brother is in town mm-hmm. and we were Ubering to our friend's place um, and we get in. All right. Well, we ordered the Uber from downstairs and we waited like forever. This should be illegal with Ubers, dude. I'm sick and tired of this shit. You order an Uber and the guy who takes it yeah. is 28 minutes away. How is that fucking allowed? Yeah. What the hell, man? I'm going like... Yeah, because then if you can't cancel it, too, because it's like $5. It's a $5 yeah. fine. But yeah. like, why... Oh man, it's, it's why are they letting him choose it that far away? So now this guy, because he's making a fucking stop on the way, so you got to wait for him to do it. Meanwhile, it's like an expensive Uber, man. These Uber prices have gone up like crazy since we've been here, man. Really? Yeah, sometimes you spend like 60, 70 bucks on an Uber and like the peak times and all that oh, bullshit. Geez. When did Uber like start? 2008 oh like in general yeah. um yeah it, it's 2000 no probably i think it was later 2014 maybe like we were in high school i so think so what did all these like rich um freshmen do before that how did they Tax, get to taxis like, i guess taxis are, had to have been do bigger. taxis exist here they have to huh yeah i guess they must right? have because you can't get anywhere without driving down here yeah i was wondering about that the other day like that's like the main activity for like most freshmen is going to like 11, but you can't have a car here when you're a freshman. No, you can't. So, so it's a whole student body of Ubering completely. So yeah, there must've been like some taxi or something. It's crazy. I don't know what, what the deal was, but uh, anyway, so I'm waiting for this Uber forever and it's going to yeah. be a long ass Uber. It's like 35 minutes away, like the place. Away. So this is like a 50 minute fucking ordeal. Uh huh. Um, so the Uber finally comes, dude, the guy is blasting music. Yeah. Like, but not just any music. It's like EDM music, (laughs) like straight up. Like we are in a club right now. (laughs) He lowers it. He, I'm going to say, I think he's lowering it for us, but really he's changing the playlist. So we come in. (laughs) You guys are going to love this one. (laughs) Well, there's the thing. He didn't say (laughs) anything. He didn't say a single word. So we get into this Uber, right? And the guy's just like, and then we're just like looking at each other and I'm like, hi, how's it going? And then he lowers it. I'm Uh like, all right. And then it's like him fiddling with his phone. It's just like, whatever the fucking next playlist is. It's a completely different, nice, completely different style. So it just keeps going and going. It's, it's loud as fuck, man. The guy is just going into it. Then, so now we're driving. Mm-hmm. He is full on dancing. Swear to God, like this, all the hands. He's not all right in the head. This guy. Sure. He has one hand on the steering wheel. Log snickering. Throughout no, this whole we thing. we actually. I could pull out my phone. He. Uh, we were texting each other throughout this because. Why we, didn't you just ask him to turn it off? You know you can do that. 
Well, we, I don't know. It was, the whole thing was really awkward, man. It was just awkward. And I don't know. It was kind of, in a way, it was kind of interesting. I've never seen it. Yeah, it does sound like kind of fun in a way. So, yeah, so let's see. I'm going to the top. Yeah, my brother texted me, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? Uh, then he starts, like, d- like moving his hands around in crazy ways. He starts doing, like, the Italian hand, but, like, as a dance. Like, poof, poof, poof. Yeah. We're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Next thing we know, he's digging around in his fucking glove compartment, mm-hmm. pulls out a ping pong ball, mm-hmm. and he has, like a, like, a pencil. So he's, like, bouncing the ping pong ball on the pencil while we're driving. We're on fucking US-1. So he's going and he's going Wait, insanely that fast. So hard to do. Dude, and he kept dropping it. And my brother was sitting in the seat behind him. So he kept like digging around in my brother's leg trying to find like the ping pong ball. So it's like this, it's like we're listening to rave music while it this was guy's a digging around. Yeah, it was like a and he uh, could do pen. It a couple of times. Yeah, a couple of times. It was pretty pretty I was impressive. I going to say that sounds impressive. But also just like what while the fuck driving. are you doing while driving? Yeah. And he was going like easily 80 miles an hour. Were you in the Uber with me that one time where the guy was explaining to us um, about how he could get in trouble if he goes over the speed limit. Were you with me on that? <laughs> no. No, this one really cool Uber driver we were with. Um, oh, I think it was with Ben. Yeah, this guy was so cool. He was this older guy, and he told us that like one time he got into this fight with a passenger who was late for his flight, and he was like trying to make him speed, but because the app tracks your speed, like if you go over, it sends a message to Uber, and they get in trouble. Well, this guy's really? doubling the speed limit. So it's like his phone is fucking flashing red. Yeah. And he's just still going while listening to the. And like, you can see the phone. Yeah. Like slow down. Yeah. It's saying slow down. And we're just sitting there just like, what the fuck's going on? Right. And he's like swerving in and out of traffic. Like he's cutting around cars. Like he's getting us to our place quick, which I didn't mind. But then next thing we know, we're right. We're almost at the place. Mm hmm. And he's turning left and we get the arrow and he turns and he like, for some reason comes to almost a complete stop in the middle of the intersection. Like he's going so slow yeah, to the point where the other cars behind him are laying on the horn. Okay. So now this guy's getting like really agitated. So he's like, yell, opens the window, like yells mm-hmm. at the people behind him Yeah. in the middle of the intersection. This fucking black es- Escalade cuts around him. And while they're cutting around him, throws a full 7-Eleven Slurpee through the window. And it goes through this guy's window and lands on his passenger seat. We are in this Uber still. Like, we are in this Uber. And a full-ass drink. you never tell me this? Well, this is I, like one of these stories that's actually too good. You know what I mean? I guess. I mean, <laughs> it like, yeah. I told you that the end of this story. Well, I told you what yeah, happened yeah, 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 later yeah. that night. And I remembered that this story. I don't know. I just, I forgot to tell this story to you. You always forget to tell actually the best stories. Well, of course. Yeah. Cause you're like, did that just fucking happen? Yeah. And then you just go along with your day. It almost feels like a dream. Like yeah. this shit was crazy. And then the guy talks to us for the first time in the whole trip. We are a minute from our location. Mm. Like I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. And he turns around. He's like, this guy is not okay mentally. He's like, ugh, ugh, like this deep groan. And yeah. he's like fucking, he's whole, like almost snaps that pencil. He's gripping it so hard. The one he was using the ping pong ball with. He's like fucking his fists are in fight mode. He's growling. Yeah. So now the Slurpee is just like everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's all over seat. in the passenger seat and on the floor. And he turns around and looks at us 
Meanwhile, it's like <laughs> he just he like pulls over. Yeah. And he turns around and looks at us and he's like, you guys are lucky you're in my Uber tonight. Swear to God, what he says that. that. I don't know. I still have no idea because it seemed like a pretty rough night for this guy. So why are we lucky? What? Is, what? And he just looks at us and says that. That's the only thing he says to us the whole trip. I'm surprised he didn't tail this guy. Well, he started to. The guy was the guy got out of there. The guy was smart with it. It cut him off. Yeah. Went really fucking fast and made the light at the end <sighs> on the other side. So we didn't have the light. Been livid. The guy who threw the thing or the no. guy driving? No, the guy driving. Yeah, he was pissed. He was shaking. He's like, my fucking passenger You know, seat. I think slurpees are like the grossest thing. Even watching someone hold one can, literally can bring me to the point of throwing up. <laughs> I don't think that it's that bad. but The condensation, everything about like even thinking about it makes me. It's like, very sticky drink. Yeah. So it's like his fucking passenger seat and floor, blue, red, white. It's like all the fucking colors of the rainbow. I don't even know. I, I don't know what I would do in that situation. So the guy's pissed and he's looking at us. And for some reason, his he utters that sentence. He's like, you guys are lucky to be in my Uber tonight. And I'm like, man, I'm sorry. That sucks. And then he's like, then he looks forward again, takes the car to park, zooms, return right. And he's like, is this the place? I'm like, just let us out of here. It's cool. And he let us out. And he like sped away. Yeah. And that was it. And then afterwards, you know, the whole other thing happened. That I told him about. And yeah, that was my that was my crazy Uber story. I mean, it was the craziest Uber story I've ever. Because if it just ended with the guy having an EDM festival in his car, like DJing an EDM festival, like also his phone was in his hand most of the time and he was like queuing up the next song. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. faded a few songs. Like he was like being a DJ from his <laughs> yeah. phone. It was crazy. Um. I mean, that would have been an interesting enough story, but then this, it changed the entire vibe, like a whole ass drink. Were you scared? Well, at that point I was like, this guy isn't going to get us to our location. He's going to f- go after this guy. He's going to go after That's this what, Yeah, I'm shocked he didn't. Because he sped up to go after him, but the guy was going so quick and turned left at the next light and we were, we were turning right at that light. Yeah. So he just knew it was over. Then the light changed. In that time, it was, it was a very quick and dude, it was not like a clean through the window thing. It like, I was going to say that if it, that's so hard to do well. Yeah. I don't even know how this, that was almost impossible that the guy even got it into the car yeah, because like, I mean, it's a moving target. We were still moving in the car. Did it somehow actually get past the driver? Yeah. Like the, he didn't really get, he didn't get hit at all. Yeah, that, This guy must've been like. A marksman like that's incredible it was perfect what it did is it actually curved in it no it, i guess in a way it did yeah. it like he hit it hit the side of the window so uh-huh. like bounced in wow. so it had one impact like swerved in yeah and then landed on the passenger seat yeah that's but it amazing. made like a really loud noise it was like bam really? and we were like what the fuck was like at first it took me a second to process what happened because it all happened quick i wasn't paying attention i was probably texting my brother still well, it, yeah, that's like, were you guys laughing or at this point was it no, too it was serious? Like, I was like fucking scared. Yeah, that yeah, point was sure. the only time I was actually worried because the guy turns around and you know how they teach you about like sociopaths in school and stuff and like health or whatever. And you learn about like serial killers and you could see white around their entire pupil, like their no. entire. Do you know about that? No, I didn't. Like That's like a thing when someone's not like sane. Apparently you could see around their entire eye, like the white above and below their eye. Really? And their wow. pupils are really dilated. 
And this guy turned around and his eyes, I, I couldn't tell if I could see all around, but his eyes were really wide open. Anytime someone's eyes are really wide open after something emotion, like very yeah. hard emotionally yeah, happens, yeah. like they're not sane, like they're not stable. You know what I mean? They're yeah. not in a stable place. I know. you. Yeah. I mean, my reaction after that happened would not be to open my eyes all the way and look at the passengers and say, that's very true. You yeah. guys are lucky to be my Uber tonight. I mean, I was like, what the fuck is going on? I think he's saying you're, lo- I think he means you're lucky that if all this happened, Oh, to someone else, they would have done something bad, but I'm going to keep it together. Oh, what I was actually now my realization I just had, I thought you were going to say is, um, if we weren't in the Uber, you guys are lucky you're in my Uber tonight. Oh, just because you saw like an eventful night. No, I think he meant to say, I'm lucky you guys were in my Uber tonight because if we weren't there, he probably would have went after that car. Oh, you're lucky. Because he said that after the car, he let the car get away. And he said, you guys are lucky you're in my Uber tonight. Um, it's tough. But you, you, you see kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. That. I don't know if it's true, I guess. Because it also wasn't exactly mm, what he said. Wait, you're lucky you guys are... I, I, I guess that probably he just meant it like borderline sarcastically. Yeah, but it just didn't seem... I mean, this guy... I mean, if he was being sarcastic, then like... It it was lost on me because he was just so serious. He was like gripping the steering wheel and like with a fist in yeah. his other hand. Like he was fucking furious. And he was like, oh, oh, like he was like groaning and yeah. screaming. And it was, it was really strange. The whole thing was bizarre. Um, Yeah. Then my brother texted me DJ anger issues, <laughs> which I thought was kind of nice. Nice closer to the to the ride. But yeah, no, shit was crazy. Jeez. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good story. So anyway, I think that's the longest I've talked at the beginning of a podcast ever. 14 yeah. minutes right at the top. Really? Wow. Yeah. I had, uh, you know, this free Uber thing. You ever use that, by the way? No, I downloaded it, set the whole thing up. Never and then it's just, because the thing is, like, it doesn't exactly, the places I usually Uber are kind of Farther. out of the yeah, yeah. out of the range. But I had this Venezuelan woman two weeks ago drive me and then the other day again we had the same exact conversation she did not realize who i was really like, and you I'm just talking, let it go on yeah same exact conversation in spanish about how much she hates maduro and the communist government in venezuela well you told me about the first time you had that conversation i think oh did i at your birthday i think you told me that you had this conversation about that oh yeah yeah i had the same woman and we went through the exact same that's thing. so weird I could tell she had no recollection of it. Huh. Yeah. Do you think then, I guess a lot of people are using it then. Or um, she really hates the. <laughs> no, but she was talking about like her son too. And then she was like, she was like, wow, you speak really good Spanish. Where did you like the All the questions were the same. It's wow. Weird, man. Maybe it was all deja vu for you. Well, what, yeah. No, yeah. Well, you was. had the conversation with me already. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, isn't deja deja vu is not when you like think something. It is when something happens again. No, no, deja vu is when you think. Deja vu it's a, it's a feeling you have. It's a specific feeling where you feel like what you just did already happened. Oh, it's not when it actually does happen. I thought it's like when something the exact same happens. Well, you use that term to describe that as well, but it's it's not the you know what I mean? It, oh, technically it's, it's referring right. you say it almost in a sarcastic way referring to um, the feeling that you get. 
I, I want to read more up on what deja vu actually is because it happened to me a ton when I was younger. But then as you get older, it doesn't like very rarely it happens to me. Mm. And it's something that like you can't really predict and yeah. just start. It's a feel, you know, what I'm talking about, right? It happens to you sometimes as well, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. It's kind of a weird. It's actually kind of a, an alarming feeling usually because you're just kind of like you answer things. the same. Do you ever answer things differently than you think you're going to answer it? Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I usually just go along with it. Did I ever tell you, I probably shouldn't tell the story cause it'll make my dad look like a raging anti-Semite, but did I ever tell you the stubby J Rob Mathis story? No. Do you know who Rob Mathis is? I don't know. He's like, he was like the musical director for, um, Whitney Houston maybe. And okay. like, a, he was like a, one of these like big, like like David Foster, you know who that sure, is? Yeah, He's kind of like that type of guy, but like never was famous for his own thing. Anyway, he would do this Christmas concert, like a week of his own Christmas concerts uh, every year. I think it was at Stony Brook. University? Yeah, I'm almost positive it was at the big theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. St- at Stony Brook. So I went, it was like every, I knew it was Christmas because, you know, I probably went like first like, you know, like 10 years of my life or maybe even more, like probably like 12, 13, he would have it every year and he would always have like some, like Whitney Houston or like Jennifer Hudson would come mm-hmm. and like it was like kind of like a big thing sort of but he would, yeah and he would always have like a big horn section and my dad had done it for like 25 years and anyway you know it was like the same exact guys every it was actually it's funny because it is kind of like a deja vu thing every year was the exact same thing he would always do like three encores and then jump up on the piano bench on the last one and he's like humongous so the whole thing was like is one of these years he's going to actually break the bench did he get bigger every year kind of yeah yeah, yeah. and then he would always his old like his mom like every year looked like she was like this like 110 but she would always be there and she would always bring uh was it carrot cake yeah carrot cake and i remember that was the big thing was the carrot cake Mm. anyway some of my best young memories are just hanging out in the dressing room because i mean like you think older guys just like cracking joke like you think they're like the funniest people on the planet you know that feeling right like and i remember just thinking like i just wanted to be like these guys like because there was a ton of time always between sound check and the um, performance so yeah they would just be and there was like free beer i remember so they would all just be getting like not drunk but you know they just drinking beer and i'll never forget uh um so my dad used to call this guy andy snitzer you know andy snitzer yeah he would call him stubby J, which He's like short and stubby and he's Jewish. Sure. But my dad never admitted to saying that he was calling him that as stubby Jew. He would just call him that. And then they had every single year, they would have the same like two hour argument about whether or not it's anti-Semitic or not. And I'll never forget hearing this argument year in, year out. And then what was crazy is the same people would interject the same points Every year? This happened at least three years in a row, but it would always be with the same vigor and like, and I remember there was this guy that would always bring up, there was a character named Stubby K on this, I think it was on Bonanza, that old show from the 60s. And he would always be like, now that's not anti-Semitic because that, and then they would like, and then they would always, Snitzer would always be like, this is your one argument, the Stubby K argument. And they would go back and forth. And I remember just thinking it was like the funniest thing of all time. And I remember Snitzer, he would always 
because my dad's not Jewish, right? So he would always ask me, he'd be like, you're Jewish. What do you think about this? And I would always go, it's not great. And then he would go, your own son doesn't agree with you. And then I'll never forget that the greatest line of all time was the bass trombone player just goes, does this feel like deja, 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 deja vu to anyone else? And he said that every year? No, I think he just said that like the final year. Gotcha. But I'll never forget. That's when I really like cultivated my love for arguments about nothing. Of course. If it's done well, it's the single funniest thing you'll ever hear. Sure. If it's not, it's really annoying. But like sometimes we have those on these arguments, podcasts, you know, about nothing or like they're, I think, by far the funniest thing of all time. Yeah. yeah. That's why ZD's top five exists, you know, that that is true. Yeah. And then yeah, there were like other nothing. points they would always bring up like. Yeah. It, <laughs> man, I haven't actually thought about this in a long time. I can't remember like the points saying it wasn't anti-Semitic because it certainly sounds like it is, but he had some solid, some solid points for it. That's good though. Stubby J. Yeah. As your final verdict, it's anti-Semitic. 21 year old Zach Davis. Mildly anti-Semitic. Yeah. Do you think your dad meant for it to be? Uh, Yeah, probably. I don't know. I think I'm trying to remember what he would always say. He'd be like, he would always say, well, you're stubby. I'm not just calling Jews stubby. I'm calling you specifically. And then there was another, th- I don't know, but it was a great, it was a great debate. Does he still call him that to this day? I think so. Yeah. That's amazing. So I'll have to go out. He I- lost basically, you know, your dad well, won. Well, no one really won though. Cause it wasn't about whether he should or not. It was just about whether, it was whether what it means. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I gotta like, I should ask him about it. I'm sure I'd love to go over that again. We should have him call into the podcast sometime. It's kind of sad thinking like, like the funniest shit you'll ever hear is when you were really young. Of course. Like I was probably like 10 years old thinking I've never heard anything this funny in my entire life. And I never would probably again, really. What's cool is now for a 10 year old, Eventually, we'll get to a certain age where we're the people that they'll listen to what we say, and it's the yeah, funniest shit. Yeah, that's true. That is true. You pass it on, kind of. Yeah. You know? Like looking back on like hanging out in like Broadway pits, they would do like the most childish shit. But like as like a twelve year, it was like I've never seen anything funnier. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, because you see people that you would never expect to act or behave that way, and they do it, and it's hilarious. Because they're also kind of witty with it because they're older. Yeah. It was also funny, too, because they would just drive jokes into the ground. Like, I remember there was this thing, all the, all of my dad's subs just happened to be Italian. So the drummer would do this thing at the beginning of every, I think it was Pippin, the show. And at the at beginning of every show, he would speak into the mic like for everyone to hear and he would just be like Bosco Moscarino and he would go through like every single last name like looking back on it it's not that funny but as a kid man it was just like so funny and like yeah just the idea of like adults getting kind of drunk and the things they would it's just like kind of sad because now it's not that funny like now it's it's not sad but it's just kind of like all right like it's it's whatever you know they just changed I don't know we all changed Cause that's like everything too. Like when you're a kid, 
you actually feel emotions stronger than you ever will. Of course. Well, it's like that goes with that child's like wonder thing. Yeah. Because everything's so new. Everything's so life or death, basically, you know? Yeah. 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 That is true. It's like, man. Yeah. That's kind of sad. Like, like it's interesting to think too, like, like by the time you have like a couple of like long-term relationships or like if you've been like divorced or something, it's probably almost impossible to be like heartbroken. Mm. Well, I don't know. I mean, it. I mean, sure it is, but it probably is like nothing. Well, it's not as, yeah, it's the, the second first. time around. It's not probably yeah. not going to be as big of a deal. Yeah, that's interesting. That is. Um, I don't know. You have Aziz's top five this week. Oh, do I? Yeah, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking. I read this article called Hollywood's Obsession with Boston, and it was about why does Hollywood continue to make these movies about a Boston that doesn't even really exist anymore? Huh. So I thought top five greatest Boston movies ever, and I thought this would be a, like not enough to pick from, and I realized there's well enough. This could be top ten. Sure. The Departed. Was the Departed that, is yeah. number five. Number wow, that low. Yeah. Wow, I love that movie. I think it's a tad overrated, but I do love that really? movie. Really? Yeah, I love that movie, man. No, it's great. Don't get me wrong. It's maybe it should be four. Wait, what is number four? Yeah, you know what? Actually, that should be number four. Number four. But I still though like I don't like the fact that for the first like forty five minutes you're just kind of confused. Of course, yeah. You know that happens with a lot of movies though, like yeah. that. And like, nah, it is really good though. Have you seen Memento, by the way? No. Have we talked about this? We should watch that in the podcast because that's another one of those movies that you're kind of confused, but in a good mm. way. It's like the whole plot of the movie. Um, I forget. Is Moneyball, is that Boston? Sort of, but no. Uh, I mean, it's really set in Oakland, right? Because mm-hmm. he's, but he does go to Boston, and I think he's from Boston. But no, I do love oh, that movie, bro. Wait, is is Manchester by the Sea gonna be on there? That's just kind of a Ma- uh, Massachusetts movie, though. Yeah, it's not like, really Boston. I'm Boston. thinking. It, I mean, that's such a great movie, but it's not like I'm thinking like. F- kind of like Boston attitude. Like actually that is really, it's so Massachusetts. It's yeah, not so much Boston. Boston. Yeah. So no, but man, that's a great movie. Honestly, I'm kind of stumped. Like there's a couple of like, there's like a really famous movie. I hate to do hints this soon, but I don't know. There's like a very, very quoted movie with a, with a kind of ne'er-do-well team that's also a genius. It's not your fault. <laughs> you know? No. You don't know this one? I don't Robin know. Robin Williams is in it. Oh, um, Goodwill Hunting? Yeah, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of people say that movie's corny, but... No, it's, I, it's I, good. I, I, it no matter what, I love that movie. Always on cable. I don't think I've seen the whole thing, to yeah, be exactly. honest, because it's always on cable. I just you think I look like pieces. Ben Affleck in that movie. What was that? I think I look like Ben Affleck in that movie. I think I do. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Probably. All right. Any other big famous ones like that? Uh, I mean, yeah. 
Sort of. Yeah. Not as famous. Yeah, it's tough, man. Give me another hint. All right. One of them is about... One of them is with Johnny Depp. Uh, One of them is about bank robbers. And one of them actually stars Jimmy Fallon. Oh, wait, 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 wait. The Jimmy Fallon one. Is that Taxi? No. What movie is that? Like, my, I had a friend in school that was obsessed with the movie Taxi. He'd be quoting it, like, every yeah. fucking day. With Queen Latifah? I don't I just knew Jimmy Fallon was in it. That was, mm. like, the only joke he made. Yeah. But no. I never saw the movie. I've never seen a movie with Jimmy Fallon in it. So. So, number three was my favorite movie for most of my life. It's called Fever Pitch. You never heard of this? No. It's with Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore. I don't know why I loved it so much as a kid, but it's just about a a diehard Red Sox fan. It's really just a rom-com, but that's number three. Oh, I think you might have talked about that on the podcast before. I probably have, yeah. Yeah, I think so, for season one. All right, then... Oh, man. I don't know. I, I, might, I might need these given to me. The Johnny Depp one, what's that one about? It's about a mafia guy, Irish mafia. Oh, oh... Fuck. Well, the only Johnny Depp mob movie I saw was the one before this, which was Donnie Bra- Brasco. Mm, yeah. But I know that he was in a one that was a little more recent. It was like 2016 or something like that, right? Yeah. Um. Fuck. I, I could see the cover in my head. But um, when I was really big into mob movies during quarantine, this was always on the list, but I never got to it. Um. You might have to just give it to me, but I know what black it is. Black mass. Yeah, black yeah, black mass. Yeah, that's a that's a good one for sure. Is is it worth is it worth checking out? Is it as good as the New York mob movies? No. No, it's not. Johnny Depp to me just like, never sold me. Like even in Donnie Brasco, he didn't sell me as a, a mobster. He just didn't yeah, have no, that sort of too too pretty boy for yeah, it, you yeah. know. I mean it's a really good movie though. But the departed's probably better. Okay. And then there's one more left. Mm-hmm. And what was the This one is like the most entertaining movie just ever. It's about uh it's about these guys that rob Fenway Park. Like even the premise of it is like how could you not watch it? I know that sounds good. What what is it? It's, it's called good. The Town with yeah, Ben Affleck and Jeremy Renner. Ooh, that's that's a fun Fun like duo. all Boston movies, it's just about like Irish guys. And uh, yeah, I think it's probably the most entertaining movie. I'll have to check that out. You can ever watch. Sorry to everyone at home, man. Last episode, you guys reamed me about how bad I was. You yeah, I couldn't get you two or Pearl Jam last week. People were very frustrated with me listening from home. This week, I didn't get like four of them. So this was a kind of a niche one. though. Yeah, man. This is, I think the first one I ate shit completely on. Yeah, you started good. Well, because I had a different type of Boston movie, I think, in my head, you know, and then didn't know any other ones. Dude, I love Casey Affleck. It's a shame he got me too. <laughs> I know. He's I know, such I know. a good actor. What did he even do again? That was kind of early on in the in the no movement, idea. right? I don't know. Yeah, Manchester by the Sea might be top five saddest movies I've ever seen. Dude, that movie's so fucking heartbreaking. 
and I, I, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast before. I've definitely had this conversation with Zach that I watched that movie like with my uncles and my parents and uh, my cousin and my brother who's younger than me uh, at their like lake house or whatever. It was like a rainy day. Um, so usually we'd be on the lake, but we're like, let's watch the movie, a movie today. Mm-hmm. And we're all crowded around the TV watching a movie. And my mom's like, oh, I heard good things about that Manchester by the sea. Yeah. We rent it. And I just like cried. I'm just yeah. by the end of it, I'm crying. I'm like, why would we pick this movie? Yeah. Like the normally the movies we watched were we watched Dirty Grandpa, the one with uh, De Niro <laughs> and, Zac Efron. and Zac Efron. We watched like Grown Ups 2. Nice. We watched, you know, I've actually seen that. Me too. I saw yeah. it in theaters as well. We watched it again for that shit. <laughs> actually, it might have been Grown Ups 1, which Grown Ups was the first PG-13 movie I ever watched. That was my first one. And I was like 12. Oh, so you were young. I was like 12. Yeah. Or sure. 11. My parents, you know. Wow, you were kind of sheltered from that, huh? Mm-hmm. My parents were good with me. Interesting. My brother, on the other hand, you know, I've talked about this in the podcast before, but Brandon always got the shit at the same time as me, even though he's three years younger. Mm, at nice. the same time, always just boom. Nice. You know? My parents always say that that's like my cornerstone, the thing that pisses me off in life the most. Say, so I'm going to hold this to them. Yeah. Forever. And to mom and dad who are listening right now, yes, I will. Mm -hmm. I will hold this to you forever. I watched uh, The Boy with the Striped Pajamas when I was like eight, which was not a good decision by my mother. No, it's not. uh, So there's a real mood killer. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about it. That might be the saddest movie ever. Well, it's just... It's the saddest ending. It's you walk out I mean, of it, everything just, about it. It's just so sad. We watched that in school. Oh, really? Ugh. Killed the whole vibe, man. For the yeah. whole day, you could tell which class finished the movie that day just by how really? they walked around. Yeah, yeah. It's tough to like, flirt with some girls while <laughs> that movie's going yeah, on. Yeah, no jokes there. We also yeah. watched the um, the pianist. Which that movie's great, man. The penis. The pianist. <laughs> the pianist. Yeah. The pianist with the vaginist. <laughs> With Adrian, fuck, I was going to try to make another phallic joke. Can nice. you do that with Brody? Adrian. Chody. Damn it. How did I not come up with that? Boom. If I had done that I'm on, just quicker. Like, on time, that would have been great. I would have cracked up. Gadrian Brody. Oh, oh man. That's pretty good. That's pretty right. good. But uh, what else was I going to say? Sad movie. Oh, I think I've. I've never it. seen that movie, though. Have I ever talked about this on the podcast? I can't bring myself to watch Holocaust movies. No, they suck, man. It's just too sad. You get out of it. It's just like I don't know when I'm ever going to make that decision. When are you ever like, you know what I want to do right now? Just sob. Well, that's the thing. You know, people people love watching sad. Maybe if I was like, I don't know. I just can't think of it. Like, I don't know. When am I going to do that? Dude, I mean, me and my dad went to theaters. That could be the only because when that movie *Son of Saul* came out, which was an incredible movie, and mm-hmm. it was Hungarian, so I was like, I gotta see it. But that was in the theaters. But they're not, you know, none, you know, all the great ones are out. So I just don't know, like, when I'm gonna watch *Schindler's List*. We could do it, man. We could. You want to do a Holocaust? See, that's the binge. thing. I don't want to watch any of them. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's let's crush from Bruce. Let's let's get like a. <laughs> A case of beer, and let's watch all the Holocaust movies in a row. There's so many of them, too. That's all good. Schindler's Make it a weekend bender. Um, Sophie's Choice. Oh, that one. Um, the Expendables 3. <laughs> <laughs> you you really go into it, though. Do you remember the movie The Monument Men? 
I hated that movie. That I saw it in so theaters. Lame. I very, saw it in theaters with my dad too. Very like hype. So lame. You know what I mean? Like well, because the cast was crazy. Then you get there and it's just like ugh. that wasn't a Holocaust movie though. That was just about these guys like recovering art. Sure, but what, it was from Nazi Germany. I think they were recovering. Yeah, yet. but it was like post World War. Yeah, II. it wasn't like during the war, of no, course. No, what's no. the uh, we? What's the one where at the end of the movie they they happen upon a uh, labor camp? I think it might have even been Auschwitz. But it was like an Amer. It was about American soldiers. Pretty famous know. movie. I might. Someone email us about that. Bastards. What was that? Not inglorious. No. That was that was good. Uh, admin at mygutpodcast.com If you remember mm-hmm. what that is, I don't remember. But yeah, we watched that scene in class, and it was enough just to ruin your day. Yeah. Um. Also, another sad movie. I think I've said this on the podcast as well, but. My dad probably remembers this as well. Just the worst movie to watch with your dad in the theaters was incredibly whatever. What's that fucking movie? The oh, 9-11 one. Incredibly loud and. Incredibly close. Something close. And extremely close. Extremely loud. Extremely loud. What a. Like, come on, man. Why are you naming a book that and then making a movie about it? Like with that name. Like change the name for the movie. Call like the 9-11 one with the kid. Yeah, That's unfortunately the, the title just makes me not, like even if I didn't know what it was about, the title just makes me not want to watch this. But it was it fucking like really sad. Really loud. <laughs> it actually was. There was one scene where it was really I actually loud. did want to see that though when it came out. Why would you want, like that's the thing, like I don't know what possessed me to want to watch that movie because I made the choice to see it. Like it wasn't like my dad, like let's go yeah. see the 9-11 one. Like I was like, oh this, you know, this one's in theaters. Because that was like such a, because there's not many movies about it. That's why. Yeah, maybe you're right, and it was pretty controversial at the time when it yeah, came it out. Yeah, it was. Because it was it was like the tenth anniversary or something. Like it wasn't that long after. Exactly, I remember. Yeah, no, I can't. I would see that. It was good, if I remember correctly. It's just sad. It gave me like I don't know, nightmares. Would you watch a Holocaust movie with a girl, maybe. Well, we talked about this on the podcast. That was one of our boss or bitch. Right. We, we asked that to Avi. Bring a girl over. You're right. First date. Avi. Popping Ooh. on Schindler's list. Yeah, no, I didn't mean that. I meant like a serious girlfriend. Maybe you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, if yeah. you're dating a girl for a long time, man, at that point you just do anything, right? Well, yeah, obviously you could. I'm wondering like, is that the best? I think that's you'd have. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's ever the best choice to watch a Holocaust movie, in my opinion. No. Um, Because if you're willing to watch a Holocaust movie, you're not really the target audience for the movie, kind of. Like, it's supposed to gross people out into remembering that it exists, I think. Well, yeah, but some of these movies, I don't know. I guess so. It's kind of an awareness. Thing. Well, I mean, I think it's... But there's I think so it's, many. It's, for, it's a money thing disguised with awareness, I think. I don't know about that, because most of the directors are like old Jewish guys. I'm not sure if it's about Also, they don't make a lot of money these movies. I don't know. Schindler's List is probably one of the probably most bought yeah. movies of all time. You think? It has to be up there. I mean, I've heard about this movie like Polanski made so many and he's like his parents were murdered in the Holocaust. Yeah. Most of them are Polanski movies. Another fall from grace. Dude, such a big one. Yeah, man. Roman Polanski. They re- they really uh life. They made him look really bad in the Tarantino movie. Was he in it? Well, he wasn't actually in it, but someone played the role of um, Polanski. Oh, was he supposed... 
The one that uh, Margot Robbie was dating. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they made him look really bad. Yeah. That movie was fairly controversial. I mean, it was banned in China because of the way that they depicted Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it for the me. Apparently, the guy was a douchebag. That's what I've read. Bruce Lee. Yeah. We've talked about this in the podcast before, right? That, like, suddenly people who are douchebags, they die, and we can't say that anymore. Why? Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Why? I don't know. Yeah, I well, get... Do you have a thing about respecting the dead? What's your vibe with that? Really? Yeah. That's very interesting to me. I do. Explain it. I don't know why. I just think... Why? Because they're not there to defend defend themselves. themselves. And also, why are you still angry? Well, hmm. Nothing angry behind that statement, but, you know, if if the movie's joking around depicting to be a douchebag and then... I think there's like a five-year kind of grace period. After that... You can kind of speak honestly. Sure. But. So does that mean you agree with the way that the whole Michael Jackson allegations were, were done? Waited 10 years after he died to say that all this shit happened? I'd have to really think about this. I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty deep question. I think I'm sorry. Drop this on you. 41 minutes into a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm, my gut's saying yes. We, you should roll credits. Yep. You, I think you should, but I don't know though. But obviously, you shouldn't though if they were like an awful human being. So I guess not. I I really don't know. If they were, I guess if they were a decent enough human being, I guess you're saying that they should be respected. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like if they weren't like just a A absolute garbage human being, why not just let some? You know, let the times he littered. You know, let that slide. I think it is an interesting discussion though because. The fact that you and many people have that take, sadly, there will be people that were bad people that will kind of fall into that category just because, you know what I mean? Like some people that are like, he's already dead. Like, don't worry about it, even though it's like uh-huh. someone like, you know, Mussolini or some bullshit. You know, so, someone who did horrible war atro- atrocities, but people who were semi with him were like, you know, well, oh, I see what you mean. He's dead. You got to respect the dead, man. What happened happened. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if anyone's saying that about Sure, not about them, Mussolini. but you know what I mean. Like, you know, there'll be people, like, you know, the people who got Me Too'd after they died, like Michael Jackson or something like that, that'll stand by him yeah. afterwards just because it's like he's dead already. You know, we don't even know. Was that getting Me too <laughs> I don't know about that. I think so. It came around the same time. It was in a post-Bill Cosby world that came out. Yeah, I mean... No, I you don't think, think so. No, I think like me getting me too is when it's like specifically women. No, not even that. It's just it has to be like it can't be someone raping children. And I think me, why? No, because doesn't it imply like like sexual harassment or like like something something that can be maybe debated, like something like that is not for sure the case. Like we don't like. Something that is somewhat, you know, he said, she said, and like, I don't like, yeah, I guess it started with Bill Cosby though. And that was really obvious. So it is kind mm-hmm. of tough to say, but I know I do see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, I, well, the Me Too like, okay, has some debate in the Michael Jackson it. thing. If that had come out 30 years ago, the same thing would have happened. 
Well, it did actually come up in 2005 when he was still alive. But he was not guilty. Yeah. Yeah, because then it's not really anything about the movement. It like if it's just like this person raped sure, sure, sure. people. I'm more using it as a uh, yeah as as a substitution for the word canceled because I just hate sure, using the sure. word canceled. To be yeah, honest, it is, it is quite overused. Dude, you know what I was thinking about the other day? It's kind of like a total change. Of no, subject. go for it. Okay, think about where the LGBTQ movement has gone over the last ten years. 10 years ago, gay marriage was not legal in like the vast majority of states. 10 years ago, gay marriage was not legal in New York state. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Yeah. Like just, it's almost hard to really wrap your head around that. But in the most liberal state in the country, gay marriage was not legal. Um, Democrats and Republicans, all mainstream at like leading Democrats and Republicans, no one supported gay marriage. I mean, that would be like if like that would pretty much be like 10 years ago, all of our country's politicians like didn't support like women um, like holding government office or something. No, it would pretty much be like that that blatant. And it was only 10 years ago. Right. Pretty much around the same time. It was within two years. Democrat like today, all pretty much all mainstream Republicans support at the very least um no i think like almost no, they, all of them support mostly gay support gay marriage like it's yeah. pre- and that pretty much happened like 2012 was when obama started to come around to it and that's like it kind of was 2012 after that like 2014 hillary started supporting it that was kind of when biden did after years of fiercely being against it well, I, that's why that just tells me that politics is like it's all a joke. Of course, yeah. I mean, well, like, Bi- Biden know. said the world is going to hell in a hay basket when asked if he believes that gay yeah. marriage should be legal. And Hillary said similar things. Yeah. I mean, if you're that strong in an opinion, how in however short amount of time or long amount of time are you going to change your opinion? Yeah, of course. I mean, and, and people say shit like this all the time. People like always use like stuff like this is thrown around frequently and people are like, oh, well, people's opinions change as times goes on. But like, yeah, I don't know, man, like, like 70 years old. Their opinions yeah, are not you can't I, you obvious. can't teach an old dog new no, tricks. And, I mean, that that this is what like this is somewhat odd. like Bernie being pro gay marriage in the early 80s. I mean, it's it's it, it, if you believe any of this. Oh, they changed their. I mean, it's 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 plain as day, right? Of course, and I think we all know that. But yeah, I mean, I do also think it's so so interesting that really it was. It might as well have been the same time when Republicans came around to it too. Yeah, which is they really all funny came around to it. For some reason, one party is looked at as like way more pro when only ten years ago they were against marriage for these for them, right? I don't understand that though. I still don't understand. Why there was such a like a hate like a hatred? Yeah, I don't really get it either. I think it's something that we'll never really understand because you no, grew up in a time that it was. Up, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so then you take so 2012, 14, and then it, I think it was legalized what 2015 or something mm-hmm, like 16, around there yeah. in the country, and then that was kind of like obviously a huge moment. From there, the movement then like now there's like it's like. 12 letters on it if you look at what it is now it's like lgbtqiiaa there's so many letters right and where the movement has gone now is like 
like gay people and like lesbians are like so far removed from the movement now. Have you noticed that? Yeah, like the movement at this point is almost fully about transgender people. So that's right? like the that's the t- I think that's the main topic right now. Yeah, and it's like now the movement is like this kind of like far left like like you know queers for Palestine is like a really big movement. While in Palestine, gay people are like stoned to death, right? Yeah, and it's it is like, a little interesting. And like it's gone so far, but only. And that's common for, like, all movements to, like, take really, like, kind of extreme points and then go, like, all over the place. But it's just so interesting because within 10 years, they went from, like, having, like, the most basic right denied to them. And then, like, within 10 years, like, completely going away from that and going into, like, these, like, pretty, like, far, like, so far from that. Well, in some ways, yes. I I think that the... I think actually now that we're explaining it in this way, I think trans rights is going to be the gay marriage of our generation, sort of. Yeah, I'm sure. Like it people will being be. like, "No, no, gay people, it's okay," but trans people, you know, it, it, people think that they just don't understand it. Yeah, and I'm not saying like I'm sure like there's obviously probably still like intense homophobia everywhere, but of course, no, the of course. acceptance among politicians like that and like just kind of in mainstream culture. Uh, like I don't even know how that happens so quickly. No, I don't know either. But like, I if think you look it was at any civil you know, rights feminist movement. It took so many years of like, to, from like the point of like government, like actually acknowledging it to like getting like like just social acknowledgement. I, I don't know. It's just kind of wild to think. I love to research it because norm like on paper it would make sense that this happened if there was just a whole new wave of young politicians coming in. They're like, we don't care like the old folk do. Yeah, but that was But then you have like the Hillary's and the Biden's and the, you know, did Trump ever make an official statement on gay rights? Um, I don't know. I know he did. He's against the trans thing. I mean, that yeah, was pretty clear. He did. Um, no, he said he, no, I'm almost positive. He said he supported gay marriage. I think I know he, he, Propose, he proposed the bill to the UN making um, homosexual like conduct like le- I can't remember exactly what it was. He tried to decriminalize homosexuality like across the entire world. Yeah, it's he big. like like authored that to the UN. Um, pretty good. So yeah, I mean, there, I don't think there's any really doubt that he was like he certainly wasn't anti-gay. I mean, the guy grew up in like the new New York City '80s club scene. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he was hanging out with like Andy Warhol and stuff. Like he obviously was not a homophobe. So, yeah. Well, not to derail the conversation, we're about 50 minutes in now. Yeah, yeah. Let's watch. Let's watch <laughs> yeah, some, so some cinema. We're watching a Martin Scorsese film entitled After Hours. You Scorsese. Scorsese. I've said it Scorsese. Yeah. I've said I've said it both ways and. I said the wrong one today. Um, but yeah, the movie's called After Hours. It was recommended by our f- good friend, Zach, another Zach, mm-hmm. uh, last night over some drinks. He said, have you ever seen this movie? We said, no. He said, you guys should watch it on the podcast. I said, okay. And now that we're doing it. That is what happened. <laughs> All right. So enjoy the music during the break, and we'll see you after watching After Hours.
That may have been the most interesting movie I've ever seen. It's definitely my favorite movie we've seen. Really? Even more so than uh, the last one, the Woody Allen? Yeah. Wow. I don't know about that. that. Okay, because that was like a really good Woody Allen movie, but there's better ones. This was one of a kind. This was the strangest movie ever. Like, it was so unique. I don't even know where to start. I've also had, like... I haven't had this idea for a movie, but I've always wanted to see a movie that's like... Okay, have you ever seen the movie um, The Warriors? No. It's a late 70s movie about like different gangs in New York, and it's kind of like... It reminded me of this, because it's one gang, all of the gangs are like trying to find them, so it's their, it's them going from Brooklyn all the way to the Bronx in one night, and it's exactly like this. They're like in these weird parts of New York, huh. and it's all at night, and it, it's the whole night, and they, I think they end up getting there in the daytime. But I always wanted to like see a movie like this that's like set in a neighborhood, like at night, and then they, also the fact that they incorporated like Mr. Softy. Yeah, I always I know. thought that it was like a demonic theme song. You know the the truck song, and really? they and they used that. Well, they did use it. I never saw it as demonic. I always loved it's Mr. Creepy. Softy. You never thought that's the the song is kind of creepy. No, I always associated with such good mm, things. I get you know? that. Yeah, best soft serve ice cream you could have in New yeah, York, in so my opinion. Good. Yeah, no, this is like a an amazing movie. How do you even start by explaining it? Like, how do you even give a synopsis of the, Basically, this guy Paul, software engineer, or software and software program. I don't know. Some sort of those computer jobs when yeah. computers barely existed. He has possibly the worst day, the worst night ever. Yeah, it's a movie that like takes place over one night, and um, yeah, it's pretty much just like an anxiety filled. It's like an uncut gem sort of. Like, yeah, but even more so. Of yeah, just like yeah, you're mishaps right. And uh, it's a frustrating movie to watch. You know what I mean? Of course, yeah. Oh, dude, the whole time I was like biting my fingernails. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost too good to explain, you know, to explain this. Yeah, movie I know you got to see disservice. it. But basically, the guy has a really, really rough night, and he's just trying to get home, and nothing's working out from little things to um, uh, to the train fare increasing all the way to some random guy has his keys, and now they're trying to kill him over something. You got to see this movie. It was a very unique experience. I watched it on HBO Max. That's that's where we watched it, rather. Um, so if you have HBO Max, definitely check this out. I mean, fuck, dude. That was crazy. Yeah, I thought it was incredible. I mean, yeah. Well, it's also like probably, I would think it's Scorsese's most avant-garde movie. Well, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's experimental for sure. From what I gained from the intro credits, it seems like he worked on it with another production company. So he mm-hmm. worked on it. I don't know if it was his but 100%. It, he directed it. Yeah, I, I guess he did. But I don't know. It, it seemed like he he did something different. It was different than other movies of his. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, this would have to be considered, like, an experimental film, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. let me check box office stats on this bad boy, because it definitely was... I also love, though, that, like, even in this one, Scorsese's mom makes an appearance. Yeah, just for a little bit (laughs) in the diner. I miss diners so much. One dog's going this way, the other one's going this way. (laughs) Oh, I know. Just saying, what do you want from me? Good 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not bad. 
These are two great movies we just watched back to back. Oh yeah. Are you gonna rate this then higher than the last movie? Absolutely. Wow. All right. I actually it. didn't even really love the main actor that much though. No, but he he could have been anybody. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. That's like the whole yeah. thing. Okay, so it was a ten million box office. But I don't know what what the uh Yeah, the budget was four and a half million. Wow, so they made decent money. Yeah. When did it come out? Uh eighty five. Okay. Nineteen eighty five. So Wow. Great movie. I don't even know what else there is to say. I mean, I will admit at the beginning of the movie, it was a little bit of a bait and switch. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm watching this movie. I forgot what our friend Zach said about the movie. Yeah, incredible recommendation. By the I know way. we're gonna have to let him know. But yeah, so we're we're getting drinks last night at Zach Davis's least favorite place in the world, Yard House. I fucking hate that place. And I was uh, so pissed. I know you were so. I was pissed. dragged in at that. I, I know. I, could, I know. You, I know. You bait and switched me. Well, yeah, I fucked you over. I mean, it's I, smart. I didn't mean to. I we actually said we were going to Miracle Mile first, and then Ben's like, "Yo, you want to go to like a restaurant?" And the one thing about yard houses is so close to my place. Yeah, you have to. That go whenever at that someone point. says, "Oh, we're going to a yard house," I have in the back of my mind like, "Well, it's right there anyway." Yeah, but if it was anywhere not, I would have just been like, "I'm out." But yeah, so I'm we, so angry. I've now supported Yard House three times this semester. Yeah, that is for someone that's who awful. preaches how much you hate I mean, it. It's kind of bad. That's like you know, going to Germany and just like <laughs> spending money at like German-owned <laughs> bakeries. But um, yeah. So he recommended the movie to us over some drinks, yeah. and he told us that if you want to be really stressed out, watch this movie. I forgot that he said that. Yeah, I remembered he said that, but I didn't know he it would be to that extent. No, it was a really stressful movie. And at the beginning, I almost thought it was like a 80s rom-com sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You get this really geeky guy, totally geekazoid girl. Sort of. I mean, she's kind of she's kind of cute. No, I thought she was cute. Yeah. But yeah, you know, she was talking about like books and shit and quote, you know, she was I mean, they it was tried to play geek, in the, more like kind of like intellectual. All right, sure. Know? But you got two, a geek and an intellectual, fine. Yeah. That are both sitting alone at a diner. And then she sees what book he's reading. Man, craziest. Like, I love thinking about this sort of shit with movies. Like, you know, like the butterfly effect sort of deal. Like, if one thing changed, what would have happened? Mm-hmm. He didn't hear her say nice book the first time. If he just, if she didn't repeat it, yeah. his whole night would have been right. normal. But yeah, so this girl goes for him, and I don't know, kind of cute banter. She gives a phone number for her friend who sells fucking what the bagel and cream cheese paperweights. Paperweights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not dogging on you for this, but one of my biggest pet peeves is what you just did, where someone talks about a movie like it's real life. They go, "If only he didn't." Oh, okay, dog. <laughs> and on I'm not. Me, I'm but. not. But dude, that, I've heard people do that before. That dry. I don't know why. It's just like because you hear people do that all the time, like. What if he didn't have done that? It's like, you know, people wrote this. And yeah, you're right. Filmed it, I'm just saying, right? in, you know, plot wise. No. I mean, yeah. People do that in the most in television and TV shows. Yeah. yeah They'll yeah. really talk about it like it's real life. They'll be like, what do you think he was thinking? I'm like, he, he's an actor. This was filmed. You know well, what I mean? Yeah. But the, yeah, that's different, though. What was he thinking? I mean, his character what was his character thinking. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just like 
it's just like annoying. Like you don't like getting into the head. I mean, it depends on what you're watching, I guess. You know, if it's fucking Big Bang Theory. No, I okay, I do. Yeah, actually, you're right. You know, like Breaking Bad, like you know. Yeah, yeah. There's just like a fine line between that and then like people really like thinking. Sure, about sure, it, sure. Like, it's like their uncle's life story. Yeah, I understand you know what, what I mean? you mean. No, I understand what you're saying. But the reason I said that in this case is just because the movie is so that that's what the whole movie is about. The whole movie, you know? it's just like bad decisions. Yeah. Well, if he did that, if he didn't yeah. do this, this wouldn't happen. That's yeah, the whole yeah. movie. But I just think it's funny. You could link it all the way back to like the first instance, right at the beginning, the first decision he made. Have you ever had a night like that? Like that you felt like no, you were cursed. I've never had a night like that. Yeah. When I was in middle school, I was like, had this symphony orchestra concert kind of felt like that. Cause I was really late. I had to go go home to get my suit on. Then I left, got all the way to the subway, realized I forgot my bow tie. Oh, I shit. So now I'm like freaking, because I was like young, right? And then as I'm like running back, I dropped my keys and they slid all the way across the subway grate without falling in somehow. Holy shit. And then that was like, that was actually great because then I calmed down. I was like, wow, that's like a sign that I'm, it's not like, it's all right. Because somehow it got through it. Uh, yeah, holy shit, man. That's I'll so never scary. forget seeing that. It was like, psh, and then it like didn't go in. You were probably like, fuck, 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 <laughs> yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's crazy. But I've never really had one of those. I like to like that you see at the end, like the sun's coming up, you know? Yeah, well, yeah. But it's funny you kept saying like they did it really well because you kept saying like, why doesn't he just walk home? But they made it right. Like he was in the Upper East Side and then or he lived in the Upper East Side and now was in Soho. So that's like. That would have been like five hours or maybe even more to walk that much. Wow. You know, so you really couldn't walk home. Yeah. They set it up. Well, that fucking the taxi driver, he he finally yeah, yeah, got yeah. the money and the guy was a dick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. For any Sopranos fans too, the Vin from the Sopranos, who I've never seen anything else, has a great role in this. I like too that he also abandons him. Yeah, well, that's yeah. the only thing I didn't quite understand. I think it was supposed to be that like, like this guy's cursed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And I almost thought I, you see, and they did a few bait and switches, like the the gay guy that he sees on the street. Mm-hmm. I thought that he was going to be like the Morgan Freeman of the movie when we saw fucking uh, Evan Almighty. Yeah. Where it's like, it's just like a personified God sort of thing. Because he gets down on his knees, the classic God camera angle. Yeah. Sweeping from above. It's going more and more up. He gets down on his knees and he's like, why God? Why me? And then he looks up and there's one guy in the street. And I'm like, and the music like calm down too. And I'm like, all right. I actually love that because then that turned into nothing too. Well, yeah, exactly. It was a complete bait and switch. Um, Yeah. But uh, these frustrating movies, man, like I'm glad I didn't know that going into it because we were just talking before about how, like who chooses to watch Holocaust movies. These sort of movies I never choose to watch. They're always, you know, if I know that a movie's stressful, I probably won't watch it in a lot of moods that I'm in. Because usually I yeah, watch movies course. to calm down, you know, yeah, end yeah. of the night. Definitely. This guy, you just feel like you're in this guy's life. Yeah. It's so well set up that you forget your you, I feel like, in these sort of movies. Like, why am I stressing out about this guy? You know, it's a movie from the 80s. Uh, the situation, whatever, it's, it's fake. It's, yeah. it's fictional. 
And I'm sitting there, and at the beginning of the movie, Zach and I were completely lying back, like completely just like chill out. By the end of the movie, we were both like at the edge of our seats, bro. Yeah. I was thinking about that while we got through a certain scene. I'm like, this is not a sit back movie. This is a sit forward movie. You know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I wonder how many movies like. I wonder if this was like the first of its kind too. You know what I mean? Yeah, it seemed, I know. Like incredibly modern. It did. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this was this was great. Great movie. All right, what are we rating it? I'm going nine point one. Wow, so you broke the nine on yeah, it. Definitely. I did like the other movie better. I gave the other movie a nine. Solid. So I'll give this one an eight eight, which you mm. gave the last movie. Yeah. We traded. But man, I was impressed. I mean, this is definitely the most interesting movie we've watched. No, for sure, for sure. Know. I don't know. I, I just the last movie really spoke with me. Actually, in a way, the last movie was similar too. You know, yeah, you get this guy so that like, nothing's working out. It, it was the, on a minuscule level. Like this, the whole movie was that. But you're right. Actually, they are kind of similar. That one, day, you know, for that one day when he's trying yeah, to, yeah. and no, everything right. wasn't going right. Yeah, but that was really just chasing one girl. Sure. Yeah, this was a whole like I've never seen anything like this before. That's the thing. It's like the the issue I had with it. And I think it's the reason why the movie works. But as someone watching the movie, the tone was a little confusing because mm-hmm. it's like you can't place if it's supposed to be if it's supposed to be realism. Is it supposed to be this fan fantasy world sort of thing? Um, there's definitely a supernatural element to the movie. Certain things keep coming up. The $20 bill, the paper mache, um, mm-hmm. this one club, like certain things just keep repeating. Uh, each girl that he meets and goes to her house ends the same way, pretty much. Like there's all similar fucking crazy people. So I don't. It, it's definitely kind of has these fantasy supernatural kind of elements to the movie. But then the other situations are pretty believably, you know, narratively sound. So it, it's kind of strange. It, it it was hard for me to place. You know, usually movies like this, it usually at some point in the movie kind of hones down on one. This one kind of didn't. At the end of the movie, it ended very goofy. Well, the re- the genre of the movie is black comedy. Um, to be completely honest, I was not laughing very much in this movie. I think it's it's they a give that that genre to so many movies that just aren't that at all. Yeah, I I don't even I think this is like a drama that doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Or a thriller. It's a thriller. That doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, like experiment or like maybe like psychological thriller. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Was there another movie we watched that was kind of similar to this? Oh, um, Pi. Oh yeah. Very similar elements to Pi from You're last right. season. You know, you really get into this guy's head to the point where by certain points of the movie, you think you're going crazy a little bit because you're yeah. just like, why can't this shit fucking work? You know? Man, I loved that movie. That was a great one last so season. Good. That was our our favorite movie of last season. Yeah. yeah, they are similar. You're right. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And actually it was similar cause there was, it was also a chase sort of thing. He was like totally. running from someone. Yeah. And everyone ends up like abandoning him at and the like, end. Yeah. Everyone he trusted. What's the word? Not abandons. Uh, when someone you turns tr- on him. Yeah. But what is that word to see? Betray. Yeah. Betrays. That's the word. Yeah. 
I love when I can't think of a really obvious word. No, I mean, it happens to me all the time. Not on the podcast. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> all right. So we're kind of nearing toward the end. There's one thing I kind of wanted to talk about. I don't know. Do you want to do you want to talk about this? Hmm. What? The uh, the story, the situation. You want to Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to yeah, end yeah, with yeah. this bit? Yes. So, my good friend David, he had this he has this story where it just happened to him. Let me pull up the the, the images too. So, this girl who he he was playing saxophone and this girl comes up to him, starts saying blah 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 like, "Oh my god, you're so great." And this girl's really attractive. Like, as much as I love David, this girl's probably out of his league. At yeah. least from an from she, a look she's point. she's cute, man. She's cute. Not that he's not a a good-looking guy, but you know, for any guy this would be like, "Wow," right? So anyway, they set up the date and um they set up they're going to Thai food. And so this is where I think he kind of is partially in the wrong. So they're DMing, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, so are we still going out? And he goes, yep, see you Thursday. Then he says, hey, is it cool if we actually do it near Columbia, actually? This place, Thai market. She goes, heck yes. Okay, awesome. That was the night before. Mm-hmm. All right, And they had decided 8 p.m. beforehand. But that was like two two days before. So then the day of, there's no confirmation, and he just says at 7.50, okay, on my way, you close. She never showed up. Just purely stood him up. Now, what do you think? Like, I think he was, he's not in, like, it's not his fault, but he had to know that he was kind of playing with fire. Not yeah, by not confirming he, his the whole day thing is like, well, I, I confirmed the day before, and it's like, yeah, but unfortunately, the world we live in is like you got to just like. No, but I understand confirm. though where he's coming from. I mean, you never want to be the guy who's like, "Oh, I you know. come up, oh, we still doing I this." Know, oh. But then it's like, I know, I actually know exactly what you're talking about because it's such a like fine line between letting it fall through and being this like you over know, the top over guy. The top guy. So, I I said it's it's eighty five. It's like 90, 10, 90. I mean, it's all her fault because like she did a shitty thing, but. He he left the door open. No, it's true. So then she says, though, let's see. Uh, this was probably a couple of days later. She writes this whole thing. Hey, I'm so incredibly sorry. A lot came up and I wasn't answering. I'm really sorry, but I would still, or I would still, I think she missed a word. I would still or to get dinner sometime and and on me since I skipped out last time. If you're still up for it, of course. I'm really bad at texting people. It's not my best quality, but I would still love some Thai food. Smiley face. Um, so, oh, dude, I, it's I, a tough one. Yeah. Because she, like, it, yeah, it wasn't like just like go, like she straight up, like that's like old school standing someone up. Yeah. You know? Of course. Um, but, I'm in the camp of just like, you still see it through. I mean, that text is pretty convincingly she's down still. I, I mean, I can't understand it at all, though. This is what I don't understand when, when things like this happen. Like, it's obviously not true. Like, she's like, she just you stood him up. Yeah. So why? Dude. So then actually, though, but that would really like, if you don't believe any of this, which why should you? That would 
go to the argument of why would you still go on this date? Because well, yeah, it course. shows. That well, that, that's his that's his reasoning for it. Well, his also reasoning for it is he's saying if I go on this date, it kind of shows I have like no self respect or or uh, standards or or anything. Which I mean, it's a fair point. True, it's a really fair. No, point. I mean it makes it makes sense. However, I don't know. It's it's a it's a really tough call. Not to get sexist, but this is a very woman thing to happen, in my opinion. I don't know. I just feel like yeah, these days, yeah, yeah, these days. If 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 I did that to a girl, if I completely stood her up, there'd be no second chance. And no matter what, how long my paragraph is in response, yeah. and maybe that should be the case, though. But the guy we owe. But hold know, up, I'm not even sure. That, that's not even true, though. It's you not, don't think it, so? No, because think about it. If like a super good-looking wealthy guy that a girl was smitten for did this no i'm sure he could stand stand a girl up then send a message like this and i'm sure a ton of girls would still be like oh see yeah okay you know we can still that's interesting on. i yeah, don't know no, maybe because maybe because i don't live that hyper attractive guy thing yeah I can't. no i i don't but even if like if i don't know i'm sure like you could there probably is a girl that would you know for whatever reason uh, be really into you and you did that. I mean, I'm just saying like, I'm sure that girl exists that you could still mm. go on a date with after standing them up. Well, there is the thing that I dislike about the paragraph. Yeah. There's a, a touch of entitlement there. You know what I mean? Yes. She, she damage controls it by saying if you're still down. Yeah. No, of course there's entitlement. But yeah. I mean, you stand someone up. How do you have the balls to go to him? And to, I mean, that's, it's, it's it's a tough it's a tough move it's a tough call because on one hand she's attractive david's doing well for himself pat on the back yeah and honestly if it were me as bad as it sounds i'd probably take it no but i don't even think it's that bad because i, I don't buy the whole like like self-respect like Cause it's only one date. We're not talking about like you're getting back together with someone that cheated on you. This is like a, it's such a light thing. Like just do it for the story. At least you have nothing. You have no chips uh, in the table right now. Of course. You know what I mean? Like there's only positive that could be gained from it. Probably except, you know, if it really eats him up, you know, we're all different though. If it really eats him up inside that he's doing it, then you know I don't know. Yeah, I just don't understand that. He can't like, sleep with why himself. Why do you have so much pride? Well, I you yeah, I that's mean? the thing. That is a different. You know, for me right now, that that situation would be kind of yeah. nice if it presented itself. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I wouldn't feel so highly about myself to like be like, nope, bury it. But yeah, I don't know though. It is tough though because then also the other. Well, I don't know. Is it possible she's just like a really. Um, like spacey, per like a flaky sort of. I don't even think that exists though. Like a ditz. Yeah, maybe. And it, I don't know. I would say just do it just to just to see it through. But the more I think about, it, there are so many like reasons just to not. Nah, just do it. Well, in a lot of ways, this is a situation in this movie tonight. How so? Well, he sees all these situations, like going back to the girl's house afterwards. Mm. He didn't have to do that. The girl across the street from the bar. Why do you even go back there? I mean, he wasn't even into the beehive chick. I know. I was wondering about that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. 
that that's sort of the situation our friend David has found himself in because he could choose to do this. I don't think he will, though. I don't think so either. He still hasn't responded, right? I don't know. I haven't checked in in a minute. I think he's just he's he's done. Power to him, though. Yeah, I guess, but it doesn't. It's not going to get him anywhere. No, but I mean, look, I, I don't know. Like, I just don't think that if I cared that much about it, you know, I'd be proud that I stayed true to my morals. I guess. Yeah, but I, that's my point. Is like, I'm just not sure how far, how great of a thing pride is. You're right. I don't know. Maybe it is. Good. Maybe he'll meet like that. you're right. This morally good person. I don't know. But um, I don't know. I had this debate all the time in high school. It's like, do you do something just because you have nothing better to do? I think, yeah. Honestly, I'm in the same. I think, yeah. In a lot of ways, I'm in the same boat. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's essentially what this boils down to. There's no reason not to. What are you contemplating? I'm just contemplating. Yeah. That's deep shit. I don't know. You uh, you want to end it here? Yeah, yeah. Sure. I'm down. Kind of a mellow mellow ending. Guys, please watch After it's Hours. Movie. It's a really great movie. Seriously. Do the free trial for HBO Max and just do it. Dude, this is so bad. We're basically sponsoring HBO Max now. They should pay us HBO for this shit. HBO Maxi Pad. Yeah. Well, yeah, fuck, dude. They re they had HBO Go and HBO like yeah and HBO Max, I guess, and they just turned it all into HBO Max. Honestly, HBO Go had a nicer sounding name to it H-Bo-Go. than Max. Yeah, ah, HBO like Go. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by <laughs> HBO Max. All right, guys. <laughs> Use promo code Vagina. <laughs> oh. Peace be with you, and also with, and you. with you. There it is. See, I know that stuff. You fucking got it. Body of Christ type beat. All right. Fafafui.